Hello, everybody. Today we are here with Ricky, an amazing entrepreneur and the CEO of the Beautify, the leading free Shopify theme. Today's interview is different than uh, the other interviews that we had because we will talk more about conversion rates, about themes, and about everything that's related to Shopify. I'm super excited about it. How are you today, Ricky? Hey, everyone. It's, uh, I'm doing very good. It's a pleasure to be here today, a real honor. So thank you for all the flattery. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. Cool. Great. So uh, before we get started, can you tell a little bit uh, to me and to our audience, who are you and how did you get to uh, all this Shopify niche? Yeah, it's a long story, like a lot of people's, right? Um, so I'm a, I started in dropshipping like everyone else. I've been doing it now for three years. Um, and I can't deny the first six, 12 months was a real struggle for me. Um, learning all the ins and outs of the way things work, uh, a lot more failures than successes. Um, that's for sure. Uh, throughout my journey, I've done uh, millions of dollars in sales throughout my own Shopify stores. I've helped many people as well uh, through my YouTube channel and various other methods. Um, and through that time, learned a lot of different skills and methodologies to help uh, increase conversion rates on a consistent basis. And that was where the idea of Day Beautify came along um, with my business partner and that, that um, I've always loved software. Um, I've been a big, I'm an IT nerd. Um, so software has always been something I've been very uh, interested in. And so the software is a service model was also very interesting and so uh, made Day Beautify and wanted to basically help the community to to build a high converting store quickly and easily because to me the most important part with building the business is the marketing uh, and the store should be something that shouldn't be your main focus because my biggest problem I spent three months on my first store trying to build the perfect store so then quickly realized that no one cared <laughs> I didn't get a single sale so it was a big, uh, big eye opener for me about the importance of, of, of marketing, but also I just wanted to be able to personally build a high converting store quickly and easily without having to spend ages with all various integrations and stuff. So that's where the idea came from. Cool. So, and uh, are you a developer or you just? No, no, I'm a, I, I couldn't code at all. <laughs> I'm just a marketer. So I'm very fortunate. My business partner, he's, um, he's a developer himself. So he handles our development side of the company. Um, I pretty much sort of direct and give feedback on what we want to focus and work on. But I personally uh, am, I have no skills and knowledge really in coding, personally. <laughs> well, and what, what did you do before you started uh, the Beautify? Uh, so before starting Day Beautify, um, I was primarily like most people, just drop shipping and trying to sell products to customers. My uh, main audience was in the United States. Um, I love the whole drop shipping model, very uh, low budget, high profit uh, in the beginning, uh, low risk as well. Um, so that was pretty much what I was, uh, I was doing. I also, again, did my YouTube channel. I did some mentoring. Um, I've sold my course and stuff as well. So I did a number of various things and that all sort of built up to, to where it is today. I still run Shopify stores um, through the knowledge that I've acquired through dropshipping. Uh, personally, now I do a lot more um, uh, fulfillment in the actual region rather than specifically dropshipping from China. Nice. Um, 
Cool. And uh, when, when you did the dropshipping from China, how did you start with the entire dropshipping like niche business? Because I want yeah. to give some yeah. inspiration to beginners who are just coming to that. Yeah, naturally. So uh, for me, um, when I sort of started, like most people, I, you know, I just started a Shopify store. Um, I At the time, I just used a, a, a fulfillment app that connected into AliExpress. Um, and uh, pretty much learned that way. Like I was just running some Facebook ads. Uh, truthfully, I think I spent $750, I think it was, before I got a single sale. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, a lot of failures there. Um, but I knew when I started out that um, any business can be successful. It's just a matter of being consistent and learning from your failures rather than taking the approach that failure is a bad thing. I, I personally take that failure to me is just an opportunity to learn and evolve um so it, that that always happens and so that's sort of where i started and as i said it took me about three months before i got my first sale so it was uh pretty poor on my behalf and i just slowly got a few orders from uh, from running facebook ads and i would just fulfill them through aliexpress and send them to the customer that way at the time nice Okay, um, uh, so let's go a little bit uh, deeper about uh, what is the beauty like. You know, tell us a uh, brief about what is this uh, theme. What do so, Yeah, no worries. So basically, Day Beautify is um, uh, just a theme. Basically, it just it just basically makes your store look nice, has high converting factors. So. Uh, we'll get more into obviously that throughout this interview, but basically the goal of it is that you can start a Shopify store um, and put that theme on top of it. And at the end of the day, then most of your front end uh, of your actual theme is mostly done and that you can focus on the marketing. So it's basically just a theme that has all the best, as many, sorry, I should say, of the best conversion factors to try and help increase average order value, um, conversion rates, get customers to buy more items, and just overall help you to scale your business is the core core function and goal. Nice. And it's uh, like the basic package of the theme is completely free, right? Yeah, sorry. That's <laughs> in the of the day. Anyway, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, part of it as well, being a dropshipper and that myself, I know the importance that uh in the beginning you know for a lot of people the money should go towards the marketing so i wanted to very much emphasize on having a free theme where people could just start with that and then when they're growing their business they will naturally look at potentially the the paid options as well and we found that works really well helps phase people in and then they feel comfortable and they go from there but otherwise it's free awesome um, do you run any Shopify stores right now for yourself or as a company? Yeah, so I run my own Shopify e-commerce businesses on the side of this as well. Um, I'm very fortunate that throughout my time I've been able to, I wouldn't be able to do it myself. I'm very dependent on uh, being able to outsource most of my work. So otherwise it's just too much. <laughs> it's just impossible. Um so I run that on the side. And so uh, I'm very big on uh, building structure in my companies and uh, hiring a lot of people so that I'm able to handle because no one can do that amount of work themselves. It's just impossible. How do you hire people for uh, these uh, tasks? 
Yeah, so in the beginning, I like most people started out with Upwork. Um, so most people generally start out with Upwork anyway. Um, I personally have transitioned to a more um, third-party one. I use at the moment what's called Fresh Teams, but basically I have a, a small recruitment team that they actually shortlist and find people for me. Um, I won't get into all the intricacies, it's just boring. <laughs> but, but basically... Um, I, like most people, generally start with Upwork, put a job up, I'll try and shortlist, jump on a meeting with the what I believe would be the best candidates, and then I choose who I believe would be the most suitable to work in the company. So that's generally how I do it. Well, nice. Okay. Um, let's uh, focus a bit about, uh, you said about the conversion rate and that you think that that's the most like, important part of any Shopify store and for the marketing. So what are the criteria that you think that can really increase the conversion rate of a Shopify store in general? Let's start from that and then we will also go about the product pages. So, um, so first and foremost, um, speed is definitely one of, like I would say the highest um, in my opinion. Uh, we live in an age where speed people are there's so much content and so much to do that people are inherently very impatient um so your website should load very fast so having a, a very fast loading theme um is very important so that's a very high converting factor um two obviously as well is it being very very focused for mobile in e-commerce um especially uh 90-ish percent at something around that figure is from mobile so it being fast and also being mobile optimized are probably the two highest sound very basic but they're they're um, the most important from what i've normally seen um and then i uh, i would say those are probably the main two does that make sense i hope i do yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> so we we talk about the speed and about the mobile Optimization. And, and yeah, well, I mean, there's plenty of others, but I just don't want to get too boring in the nitty gritty. I can be like that. I <laughs> know uh, it's a thing that's really important for any Shopify set or any business, online business, basically. Um, mm. What about the product pages themselves? What do we do there to really ah, increase yeah. the conversion rate? Yeah, so that was the second part of your question. Sorry, I've, I missed that. Um, but uh, so one of the most important things is that to me, I find having a sticky add to cart, basically where your add to cart follows no matter how far they follow down the page. It just means that a customer doesn't need to scroll back up um, usually to the top of your page and then obviously click the button to go to the next step in, in the, the buyer journey, basically. Um, security badges, one of the things I really liked that I hated doing in my, myself was having to manually put the code in for the, the um, security badge. So having a simple one that's embedded in the theme that just takes that away to me just saves me so much hassle. Um, so that one as well, um, as well as that the images as well are very much front and center because most people will generally look at the images and so 
they put a lot of emphasis on making sure that the, the images, the, the way the tiles look is very presentable um, and very easy for people to navigate. So that those are sort of some basic ones. Um, and then having a, a really nice laid out description as well. So make sure that the default setting for how people have the descriptions is uh, custom tailored so that people can, uh, for readability and usability to help people uh, want to look at buying the product. Well, and uh, did, did you check the like, changes in conversion rate when you do these things? That is, that's also, that's been a bit of a tough one um, to fully gauge. We are working uh, with a lot of um, larger store owners to try and get that feedback consistently. And we're always trying to incorporate that into the theme. Uh, but because of the nature of our app being an unlisted Shopify app, we can't get all of that data to collectively, like we, we're very reliant on that relationship rather than being able to have pure analytics to say that, but we're always trying to work on that um, and get feedback from the community to align with that. So, uh, yeah, that generally we try to, but it's a bit of a, a tough one at times, if I'm perfectly honest. Okay. Um, after the after someone goes to the cult and he already added a few things to the cult, and can we do something there to increase the conversion rate to, to, to check out? Yeah, so, I mean, there's a number of methods. Um, one, we have the option where you can just skip the cart. So, uh, historically for me, I have chosen that option where I just skip the cart page, go straight to checkout, basically just eliminating a whole funnel step just to try and focus on uh, getting them straight into buying as soon as possible. But um, I generally don't do that anymore. And uh, I also... As a result, we made it so that the cart page and draw um, are very optimized so that it tries to help increase average order value so that people can add more items to cart um, and also, as a result, build more trust um, with customers as they go through that journey. So, for instance, again, security badge on the cart page, time scarcity on the cart page as well, and also um, have one where it says how far away they are from getting free shipping so that it encourages them to add more to their cart uh, before they complete their purchase to try and boost up average order value. Nice. And uh, do, you, do you do any, like, first I wanted to uh, ask um, about general stores or one-page stores. Does Debut if I can help with uh, both of them? Uh, absolutely. Um, the the way I look at all these different types of stores, general store, one product store, niche store, um, Debutify can handle it all and same with things like print on demand and stuff too um, because, for instance, to do a general store, um, obviously you just have a lot of products. The, the theme is designed so that you can have a lot of collections, a lot of products, and it's very presentable to people. Um, for one product stores, it's also designed so that people can lock things down so that it's very focused on a singular product, especially for instance, the homepage, you can have it so you have one product and you can really emphasize on that if you want to send them there as well. Um, so it caters to all of them as much as possible. And we're always trying to work on that more so that people have the flexibility to choose how they wish to operate their store. Oh, 
Uh, it's insane. How many different uh, add-ons do we have like uh, that from different upsets and stuff? Yeah, so collective, collectively right now, um, we're working on a new version of the theme, funnily enough, too, which has more add-ons. So we've been that's nearly released. But currently we have 29 add-ons. So collectively throughout all the various uh, functionalities, there's 29 different add-ons to try and help with various functions. Wow. Uh... It's insane. Nice. Keeps um, us busy. <laughs> uh, what what if, you, if you talk about the general or one product store, do you have any recommendations about this topic? Something that you think that works better or that beginners should start with? Do you mean in, in relation to just in general or sorry, in relation to the theme, pardon me, just to clarify? Uh, no, in general, not about this. Yep, yep. No, no, no worries. Um, Personally, when I started, I started with a general store um, and I did learn a lot because you learn the, the intricacies of different products um, and different niches. However, my stance is I generally now recommend people to start with a brand store uh, or a, uh, one product more like specifically aimed at one specific audience. Uh, the reason I personally uh, recommend that is I very much focus on research is king. So if you find a really good like product that generally solves a problem um, in someone's life uh, and you can see that how you can market it to them, I'll do a lot of research on how I can really resonate with that audience. And uh, I'll make my ads around that. And then I'll also make my, my actual store very centered around that as well. So as a result, I have a very... I know who my audience are, I know how to resonate with them, and I have the highest chance of converting them. So I generally go uh, either one product stores or I'll go a niche store focused on a specific audience personally. Nice. So, okay. It's interesting. Um, so you go with the, like, you go with the general store and then do you create more stores on basic like on the products that work for you or you just keep it up? So, so because uh, I've made so many stores collectively and I'll be honest, a lot of them have failed throughout time. I've just sort of learned what has, uh, what works and sort of what doesn't generally what I will do is um, I'll stick to the top niches. So, uh, the top niche is being more focused towards women in e-commerce. Generally, it's women that generally are the majority of the buyers. So I'll focus on niches that are centered around them. So, uh, for example, those are fashion, jewelry, cosmetics, baby. Um, I always forget uh, pets and pets like dogs and stuff. So if I can find an item that resonates with people in one of those niches, I'm very confident that I can market and scale that product um, on that store. Nice. Okay. Amazing. It's a good information. Um, I have a few last questions. One of them is, uh, what are your top five favorite uh, add-ons on Debutify? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so for me, I would definitely say the sticky add to cart is, is my favorite. I love that one. Um, so that would be my favorite, the, the video widget add-on. So where you can actually add YouTube and Vimeo videos to your product pages is a very good one. 
because I sort of run uh, brand stores, I like the collection add to cart as well. Um, so that's just another separate add-on as well. Um, also, the pop-up upsell is a very good one. So when someone adds to cart, you can set it so that it's, uh, it shows a similar item and you can offer them a discount. And um, we have a field where you can put in the coupon code and it'll automatically inject it at the checkout. Um, so I find that's also very good. Um, as well as for me, the um, cart page with the free shipping um, so that it encourages people when they go to the cart page, hey, you, uh, you're $32 away from getting free shipping. I find that that works uh, very well with increasing average order value. So those, those are probably my top five, if I were to say. Cool. About the pop-up, I just have a question. Do you know to recommend, like, does the seller need, need to put what are the products for the upsell or do we do that automatically somehow? Um, no, you do need to uh, manually set it for the pop-up upsell because it's very specific. We do have um, recommended products um, that there is the dynamic option on the product page down the bottom, but for the pop-up upsell, because it, it works best if you if you choose what product works best, we find that we leave that manual in this case because if it's dynamic, we can this our algorithm and software could get it wrong. So we like to make sure that for that one, because because it, it interrupts the customer journey, we want to make sure that it's uh, going to resonate with them as much as possible because it'll pop up on the whole screen. And so very important that it's set that way. So we generally leave it manual at this stage. Yeah, I see. Because it's like only a human can really understand what, what's the right product there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, as, as much as any software can do a great job, you know, it has its limitations, truthfully. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, cool. Um, and we, we always ask two last questions in the interviews. Um, the first one is, uh, what would be your one tip for a beginner dropshipper who just started his uh, way as a drop in, in the dropshipping domain? Uh, sorry, can you repeat the question just to clarify? What would be your one best tip or the tip that you would like to say to someone right. who is just starting dropshipping? Um, yeah, so if I find, to be perfectly honest, I would say um, always uh, look at the long term, if I'm honest. Uh, to me, dropshipping is a fantastic way to start a business, especially working from home or anywhere in the world. But it, it, it doesn't mean it's not an easy business. Um, so... Uh, sorry, it doesn't mean it is an easy business, pardon me, sorry. Um, so I always encourage people that always look at the long term of building a business because it is going to have many challenges. Um, to me, one of the biggest things that I personally see that uh, that puts a lot of people off is the expectation that they're going to strike strike gold quick. And in most instances, that, that very rarely happens. So I always say to people that look at the long term, be consistent with it. Um, and you will start to see results and you'll start to build your own success. So that's what I always say to people in the beginning. Cool. So, yeah, so always look like, forward to the long term and don't wait for immediate success, right? Yeah, that's generally how I look at it. Yeah, that's right. It'd be great in an ideal world if things work like that, but unfortunately, in my experience at least, it never has. 
Uh, and the last question is uh, more like something general, but how, what do you think about how the dropshipping will look like in five years from now? That's a, always an interesting question. I always love listening to other influences and figures' responses to it too. Um, my, my opinion will be that dropshipping is always going to be around. There's, there's a lot of discussion about is dropshipping dying, is it dead? Obviously, a lot of different opinions. But to me, dropshipping will never die. Like anything in life, it'll just evolve. Um, so I see that the landscape is, is going to evolve into... And we're starting to see it already, where uh, a big, big focus on the customer experience. Um, whereas historically, dropshipping has been about get as many customers as you can through the door, send them the product, they're done. Whereas now, because of the rising competition um, and how popular dropshipping is as a business model collectively, uh, we're seeing the, the overall shift being that uh, the focus is a lot more on a customer, good customer experience. And what that, to me, is defined as is uh, a good product, uh, good shipping, and actual good customer service. So um, because now people are focusing more on lifetime value of customers rather than just one-time customers because uh, otherwise nowadays it's very difficult to retain a consistent profitable dropshipping business just due to the immense competition that e-commerce has now because it's just such a booming industry. So that's sort of how I see it in the next five years. It's going to continue to grow and expand rapidly, but we're going to see a lot more players coming into it. Uh, we're already seeing what we define as the slow death of retail. So there's going to be even more competition in the ad space field from larger retailers. So there'll be, it's just going to continue that emphasis on a real quality customer experience from, from what I believe. Interesting. Okay. And uh, that was an awesome interview. Thank you for sharing all your knowledge. And if you have something, do you have something more that you would like to add or can we stop? No, like, it's been an absolute honor to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be uh, in this uh, interview. I really enjoy these. It always gives me a great time to reflect upon myself and areas I can improve in as well. So I, I very much uh, appreciate it as well. I, I personally have used uh, AutoDS for those who are wondering as well, and I absolutely love it. I'm a big sucker for... Um, uh, a really good interface for one. I absolutely love your interface. I love good interfaces. Um, and so I personally have always, like that's part of the reason that I'm more than happy to be here as well is, is that I really like what you're doing for the community as well where you're helping to provide, uh, fill a gap for them to be able to uh, fulfill their orders effectively and automate a lot of it. And I think that's absolutely amazing. So thank you.